0: This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group, and once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with the Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. This year's focus is on making ends meet in Edmonton. Learn more at ecfoundation.org. That's ecfoundation.org. Enjoy the show. Hey fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is, this is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another, and another, and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them, hey! bang them, hey! bang them. Hey! Somebody light me up. It's time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we're a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and thank you for downloading the show. We really appreciate it. I know we were going to have a buy this week, but we decided that our overtime segment for our episode 250 with the Ask Me Anything section was just too good not to put out. So we decided to put this out as an extra episode this week and what a great way to have a bye listening to some questions being answered. Now the funny thing is, is we answered this long before we knew what the result of the game was uh, and what a great game it was as the Elks take down the Riders uh, 26 to 24 and that was fantastic game to watch and if you are a part of the season seat holder event at Commonwealth, Even better, because it was a great way to sit and be with fans, lots of fun things to do, friends everywhere. We had a great time, and also, hey, we got to watch them win at Commonwealth, kind of, sort of, so we'll take it. And uh, great great game from a lot of guys. Cornelius had a great game, uh, almost 100 yards rushing, uh, one touchdown running, one touchdown passing, uh, and of course that touchdown passing was to Dylan Mitchell, 77 yards down the field. Uh, Darrell Walker had another massive game with 109 yards. Great game all the way around, and can't say enough about that defense. Eight sacks, people. Eight sacks by this defense, uh, even when they were just rushing three. So. Great game all the way around. Thought it was going to be a a little scary there at the end when uh, the Riders did get that touchdown to go ahead, uh, but they found a way. And who do we call on? Sergio. And that's right. He did everything we needed him to do. And that was uh, where we got the big win. So great win for the Elks. Looking forward to seeing them back in action on October the 1st for the family game at uh, Montreal. Well, it'll be here it'll be against Montreal and uh, that was very exciting to have a coming off of the bye with a win. It's a great week. So I hope you enjoy this show uh, and I hope you enjoy some of the fun we had answering some of your questions. We'll talk to you after.
1: Don't go anywhere.
0: It's overtime. All right, we are back for overtime. And uh, thank you again for everybody for joining us this evening and uh, make sure you continue to put those questions in the chat and we'll continue to answer as many as we can. Um, Instead of putting the overtime header on, I'm just going to leave it with the AMA with the herd because that's basically what we're doing. So we'll go with that. Uh, Superfan, did you want to scroll back to do some more of the uh, other questions? Do you want me to try and find those ones on Twitter?
1: Uh, Sure. I think unless Kayla got them. I've got a few here already. Um, let's start with the big one. So this is from everybody's favorite penguin. Ed had posted on Facebook. Okay. This is a long one. Is the organization capable of getting 30,000 back into the stands on a consistent basis? Is this even a realistic goal or is it a pipe dream territory now? Uh, of course we know that the, what the announced attendance is versus bums and seats. We were 26,000, I think in the last game and change. So, um, (coughs) Of course, Ed goes on to say that the team alienated so many people in the last several years, I'm not convinced they'll be coming back. Uh, Victor Kiwi, of course, is a godsend, but he can only do so much. These remaining four home games are going to be uh, tough, attendance-wise. Um, so I guess we'll see. Uh, he also wants to know, is the answer to sell the team to private ownership, as Jerry Motajong had suggested, and truly start fresh as BC is done?
0: Oh, there's a lot to unpack. In that one, isn't there it? is. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, well, I'm going to answer the last question first. Okay. Because I don't believe a private owner is going to make it immediately better. I really don't. Um, I I do think that the board of governors has to look at themselves in the mirror a little bit and see. What else can they do? Um, they can't just sit idly by. Um, they need to be able to do something to help somewhere. Um, Victor is the right guy. Victor,
1: I, is the, he, I think he has, could help with the the board as well, like getting some new blood in there.
0: I hope so. I hope so. And I think that I think that his long term vision is what we all want, and I think he's ready to tackle the long term. Um, the one thing I will say is that I, I hate that people are calling him out for the poor play on the field because he has no control over that. And his job is to promote the team and to be excited for the team and try and find ways to bring people to the stadium. Do I think that the wins help that? Absolutely. Um, they will when they finally come, uh, and they will come. I, I I need people to believe that as much as I slam and I'm frustrated and I make jokes at the team that I believe they will come. Um, and I think that it'll be better after that. So uh, do I, do I think immediately it's going to be 30,000? No, but let me tell you if they start stringing some wins together and we get some nice weather in the middle of summer next year, are we going to see, you know, o- over 20 and, and possibly pushing 30 if they start to get really good? I think so. And we also give Victor a whole other year to plan for what's going to happen for those games next year. I think it's possible. Maybe it may be just me being eternally optimistic, but I think it's possible.
2: Anybody I, I Yeah. I, I mean, of course it's possible. Anything is possible, especially 30,000. Like, really? That's not... You're not asking something that's absurd like getting it back to the 58,000 that you once were at the game app, right? Like that I would say, "Oh, boy." But There is a whole new rhythm that we have to find, and not just because of the name change, but because of what happened with the CFL and COVID and life in general. And you're talking about inflation now, like all these different things that are challenging people in different ways. Like Even for me this year, it's been a struggle, and I've been so blessed and fortunate with the generosity of others to go to these games because it's been a struggle and a challenge like it has for so many else, just financially. You have all these things against you right now. You just have to find a way. And like you said, Andrew, you have to be patient with a team that has blown up its internal coaching staff, its office, its players, like everything. There's so many things working against this team right now. Of course, it's going to go through some rough patches. Will it last? Maybe a little bit longer, a lot longer. But the thing is, it's not always about the wins and they help dramatically. I'm not going to say it doesn't. But there's so many things that we still have to piece together. We need a consistent team. We need a team that believes in itself and band that brotherhood back together. And when you have that group of guys, it brings people in automatically because they have those personalities. So I think that's it's really a bummer that Wilder's not on there because he does bring a culture to the city that he's in. And I think he's doing a great job, not just him, but I see him on Twitter and being active and doing all these camps and stuff for kids. That's a yeah. huge part. You need to grow a fan base. And right now we're in this really weird middle stage, but the more you can reach out to kids, eventually it's going to curve upward where they're going to be like, I remember that guy. Like you guys, you're a prime example of what can be achieved when you go out into the community. So hundred percent, I believe we can achieve that. You just have to go through this rough patch. Really, really bad rough patch.
0: <laughs> so true. So true. But then we can say we did it. We, we actually stuck through it. Right. So
2: well, that's – and I'm sorry, but this is another thing, too, is just, like, actually being – oh, my gosh, the word just completely escaped me. Having persistence, but just – I find it's a really hard quality to find these days where people just want to give up right away instead of just pulling through and, like, getting through the rough patches. It's kind of a f- philosophical thing, but if you're not persistent in life, at least being persistent in being a fan, like <laughs> –
0: True, true. Um, This is going to be interesting, Superfan. I I see your your pensive thoughts over there just coming uh, to answer these questions.
1: So the question is, are we going to be getting 30,000 back into the stands on a consistent basis? There have only been two games so far this year that have had 30,000 or more fans across the league. So this is not an Edmonton issue. This is a professional sport issue. So I don't know we're going to see more than thirty thousand in Edmonton just because we don't I don't think that's something that's realistic for sport in Canada at this point. Um, Winnipeg, who is what, eleven oh. and one? Twelve and one? Yeah. 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 Has only had it happen once. They're not selling out. Either it's Saskatchewan. I just don't see, even if the team started winning and going on a streak, us getting consistently those kind of numbers. Now, these things could change. Um, Maybe things are generational. And in another five, ten years, you're going to see fans wanting to do things different than the generation before them. And maybe Mm -hmm. they'll be like, no, they didn't really go to stuff. I want to go to these things that they didn't go to, Um, that maybe they're you know, their parents or grandparents would talk about, right? Going to these games and how exciting it is. But you need to make it some kind of an event. You have to give me a reason to go to these games versus sitting at home with a 70-inch, you know, 4K TV with all my snacks right there, no lineup at the bathroom, the whole bit. And the atmosphere has got to be the reason because no one says, I really want to pay $15 for a beer. It's just not what people want, right? So I think they are moving in that right direction. Uh, We had the highest attendance of the year in our most recent game with 26,000. So it is moving in that right direction. But I don't know if it's realistic in the next few years to say that we're going to see 30,000 consistently when no team in the CFL isn't going to be able to say that. Um, Starting to win is probably the number one thing, especially at home. If we could start making it so that people... Don't like teams. Don't like coming to Commonwealth because they always lose, and that was such. That's a thing that happened so for so many years. Um, The teams just always seemed to lose at Edmonton. We were winning, you know, seven, eight, nine home games every year consistently, and you start getting that consistency, and you'll start having more people that are the more casual walk-up fans wanting to come because it's a winning team. Um, Victor is absolutely the right guy for this because he's the first person that starts talking about let's go talk to the fans who used to go to games and have stopped coming or let's Mm -hmm. go to sports fans who don't go to the games ask them what's going to entice you like what you do your friends want to see in a live sporting event if you're going to oiler games or maybe oil kings games or even you know foot field for the University of alberta why are you not coming to the Elks games and find out and start bringing those people there. And it can't be something like a concert that is a one-off because they're too expensive and the return I just don't something is high enough. So you need something that's going to be consistently bringing these people back. So yeah. Can I, guess I, can I awesome.
2: add something too? Always. It's more of a plea to CFL fans or just, if you're a fan of your team, just don't be an ass. Fire trucker. Just <laughs> at your stadium. You know, have some banter, have some fun, but welcome the other team's fans. Don't be a an- fire trucker. I think that's a huge reason why you travel. Like, you love the CFL, but how fun is it to have our brethren come down to our stadium and visit yep. us? Love it. It's oh. fabulous. And when you sit around a crowd that's exuberant and they have fun, even when we were losing, I had so much fun at this last game because I was by really fun people. I didn't know them. They were quite quiet, but they got into it after a while. They were elderly. I had a great time with them. So I just please, please, just don't be a fire trucker in your stadium. And when you visit other stadiums, have fun. But we need each other to for this team for this league to actually succeed. That's my plea. I didn't.
0: I didn't mean to laugh. All I could think of was Cliffy D. Yeah, exactly. I was waiting for the. For the <laughs>
1: Probably. <laughs>
2: you
1: always laugh at me.
0: I'm just used to it. Yeah, um, it brought a question to my mind, though. What do you guys... If, if the three wins we had this year were at home, would it have
1: made a difference? Maybe. I mean, the walk-up crowd is different, right? At least if they know I that when they come, they'll, they'll see a win, People yeah. may, some of those people may show up.
0: Yeah, I think if it was... I think if the all three wins that we had, if they were at home and you'd stop hearing about it. it's been oh, thousands of days since we won at home and all these other things. I think that would help. I, I think that would be interesting. Um, I'm very curious this Friday to see what the season ticket holder renewal gift is to see if that entices people to be like, Oh, I want to be part of that club. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm very curious, especially when Victor's, been obviously planning this for a while and had yeah. some time. I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays out. I think it should be interesting. Um, but Kayla, I 100% agree with you. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't be. A well, shadow.
2: and it, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like tailgate now that um, K Rock, even though the bands are a little loud and we can't talk as well as we used to, right. has brought a bigger crowd at least to our side. Because I actually went and walked on the other side last game, and I was like, oh wow. A lot of people over here so yeah,
0: there's a lot of people yeah
2: I, I like that and the weatherproofing tickets i think was a really ingenious yeah. idea and i think it actually did help with ticket sales
1: i've known people that went because of it
2: yeah so i mean in my in my case
0: You huh? you gonna do that in November when it's minus one wait what <laughs> <laughs> what's going on yeah. maybe they'll we'll probably stop that pretty probably soon. yeah, as it yeah. Starts to get a little chilly outside yeah, yeah. And, uh, that was a good uh that was that was a good one to tackle there super fan um okay so what do we got next
1: uh, i know that uh patrick we've was talking about uh when you were talking about fans not being you know rude to each other some of my favorite fan experiences have been at other stadiums and let's face it this year you definitely want to be at the away games so uh, <laughs> i can see that for sure we yeah um so I've actually got a few questions myself for you and for everyone in the chat as well. Um, oh. a couple of them. So, uh, and this is sort of related to that. Is obviously we are very passionate, you know, evangelists for this team, right? We go around and we will talk about this team to other people, sometimes ad nauseum. Um, <laughs> you know, wearing our colors, wearing the hats with the logo, whatever. So what do you say uh, or do to sell the team or the league to people uh, you know that or you come in contact with that don't go to the games or haven't come in a long time what is it you say to you know show the excitement of going to a game I'm
2: I'm ready for my answer but if you
0: want you're to go ready. go for you're it ready. you go you you go commissioner if you're ready So uh,
2: Chad Nubian and I actually talked about um, this thing at the game, and it's 100%. My cell is always the people, the CFL family. Mm-hmm. I always say how much fun it. I mean, my mom is not a football lover. She will watch it now and kind of understand. But the reason that she would go to the games is because my friends who sat up in section oh, still sit up in section. Oh, they're not dead. They're still there. <laughs> <laughs> we're always so wonderful to her and we're so engaging and made her feel so welcome. And that is a hundred percent why she would still come. Obviously now she knows you guys, she knows a broader spec. but that was the starting point was because of the people. And that is my selling feature: is You need to meet some of the squad that I know or your own squad. You just need that gang and that feeling of, camaraderie even if it's with another um teams fans you Mm
1: -hmm. i
2: just can't say enough about it like it's different it's different when you actually have that society or whatever but that that's my cell it's the cfl family and not the toxic kind (laughs) the people who are inviting to everyone all teams all colors doesn't matter Oh, you're you're a writer's fan? Gross! What's wrong with you? Come on in, you know.
0: <laughs> you did what to your body when the Red Blacks won ten games? Pardon? <laughs> oh yeah, you can still be my friend. All right, that's good. Yeah, um, actually, one of uh, I'll I I give you a drink things, token. Yeah, exactly. Facebook <laughs> memory came up for me just recently um, that uh, I uh, that I I put in that uh, conversation between uh, Riley and Nicole and. Riley said, "Uh, you know, there's there's a guy at the door wearing a Saskatchewan Riders jersey." And Nicole says, "Yeah, that's Ty. He's he's Dad's friend." And Riley says, "Why is he friends with him?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it so funny. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, the, you know, we we found a way, right? Um, but question
1: we ask often.
0: I think the. It, like for me, it it truly is about the right now. If you're if you want to come to an Elks game, you come for the tailgate, yeah. Because the the people that you meet there will make the experience more fun, and we share food, we have laughs. This last tailgate with all of those Calgary people there was a riot, and the all of us were laughing and smiling and we all got food and we, and we all knew that we weren't going to win the game, but, but that part was amazing. And, and sitting in the stands, I, I knew it wasn't going to be great. And so I was just looking forward to West of us It's like, okay, I'm going to go up and see all these people again. And we're going to get, we're going to see a few more people and it's going to be awesome. And, and, that's the part that I, that I sell and, and that at some point it, it will turn around and we will start to see wins. And, and it's part of this, this, this cyclical event of, of being a, a football fan, but, um, but that that's the way I hype it. Come and see this. And if I get a chance, I will introduce you to Victor and you'll be excited to be coming back to more games. He just, makes you excited to to come back out to stuff. So and they have the
2: players too down on tailgate. Like that's awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't know if I got a chance to tell you guys, but uh we went down after the game, we were we went down to the kids' club
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh as we were up we were maybe like four or five people before we were getting down the stairs onto the field, we saw Manny Arsenault. and I said, Oh Nathan there's Manny and and he's like just like ah okay so he like bolts down the stairs and um goes running over and he said and he's he called like manny manny right and so he turns around and manny recognized him from the picture that we took in the in the on the concourse and he said ah i've been waiting to meet how's it going man he shakes his hand and i'm like we didn't bring the picture but can to get signed, but can I get a picture with you? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't have the picture here. I'll see if I can bring it up, but, um, Twitter for that. It is probably the greatest smile that I have seen on Nathan in a year. Easily. Um, I don't know if you can see that. Let me just get that right.
1: There it is. That is awesome.
0: So, that is a kid that is happy and was excited to be part of football. So I will show people that picture and say, come to a game because this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mike?
1: Uh, well, there's lots of things. Um, everyone talks about our football family. And if you look in the chat, that's all that's in there is our football family, right? It's. Yeah. People that we know and love um, and that we only could meet because of this wonderful game that we're all so passionate about. Um, we are lucky enough that uh, we had two seats uh, on the west side before and Thomas was getting older and bigger and couldn't sit on a mom's lap anymore. So we had to get another seat for him, but we weren't able to get three. So we had to get either two or four. So we ended up getting four, but that is able... Now we bring people to a game every game. Um, and we brought someone who is a friend of ours uh, who originally came from Mexico. Um, and she and her ex now have split up, and she's got the kids. And so she brought them to a game. And the one thing that blew her mind more than anything else was Tailgate. And just seeing all of us all getting along, because, of course... Um, they have soccer is probably bigger in mexico and but they still have those rivalries and to see us talking and laughing and hugging people wearing different colors than we are Mm -hmm. um was great and just people made her and her kids feel welcome even though they have no idea who she is they have no idea uh, anything about her but they just made her feel like she was welcome to hang out with us and you don't know a lot about football that's cool you know, what do you like? What have you heard? Here's something you should really watch for. And um, so I sat with um, her son and uh, Thomas and, you know, we sort of explained what was kind of going on. And we've been lucky enough to be able to bring a few more of Thomas's friends and hopefully get them hooked because they have such a great time. Um, I, I hope we can start doing a little more of that because it's tough when you have these seven or eight o'clock starts and you're bringing 10 yeah. year olds. Yeah. Um but if we have the next game at two o'clock start, so we're hoping we'll bring another one of Thomas's friends. Maybe that has never gone to a game and, and maybe they'll tell their parents, this was the coolest thing ever. And maybe they'll get, you know, those 25, $30 tickets, bring their family, head out to tailgate. So you don't have to worry about spending a ton of money for food. Cause that's tough for young families. Um, fill up, go into the game, have a great time and make some memories. And I think that this, chat is full of evangelists and people that spread the word of of the canadian football league and the edmonton elks and i just like seeing all these different ideas because just from your both of your answers i've got oh you know i could probably add that to to things i do as well right it's yeah it's things that i think we all could uh do every day just instinctively and um yeah hopefully we get to those thirty thousand numbers i mean it's not impossible it's just gonna take a little while and Hey, I'll be around for it.
0: A lot of work, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, on that note, and I just saw him comment on in the uh, in the chat, but we uh, we we finally got to meet one of the people who has been a big supporter of the show yeah. in, in Elks Trooper, and uh, it was awesome to meet Trevor and yeah. uh, finally meet him in person and and, and see his birthday too. Sings and it was his birthday, and it yeah, it was it was outstanding, right? So. Um, those are the things, like I, I think, like you said, Mike. Pretty much everyone in the chat we've met face to face now, and that, yeah, awesome, right? When that happens, that's that's exciting. That it, so it keeps bringing us back. So, um, I may have to rip the uh, the audio off of this particular YouTube and release this as a second episode next week, just <laughs> the rest of the AMA questions, because there's some really good stuff in here. There's some uh, great stuff. Yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, got any other questions that we should get there to?
1: Oh, there's tons of questions in here. Uh, One question that sort of just came in. uh, This is from Adam Stewart from the Canadian football uh, countdown. Uh, Another great podcast. Uh, Why are you guys so good at CFL fantasy?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because I have Mike. That's (laughs) fine. Yeah. That's why.
1: But. <laughs> I only am good at it because I used to listen to or still do listen to um yeah, uh our, our good friend Ryan Coop, also yeah. with the Canadian football countdown, who tells you the strategies on how to pick <laughs> your players. And uh I've been trying to use that this year and it's it kinda of worked out. Unfortunately for him, it worked against him. So <laughs> he's he's not as big of a fan of that anymore. But uh, yeah. yeah. That was some uh, you know fun what? ones.
0: I think it's partly that and it's partly I think if we went through the entire uh, CFL pod fantasy league, um, you and I are also the oldest two in that entire group. So we've had a lot more experience watching football. So we maybe can assess some people a little bit differently just based on that. But that's, and we don't you know. pick
1: our own team. We also don't pick our own team very often. So we don't <laughs> pick with our, we're the anti-Ryan. <laughs> <so. laughs> We we'll sometimes pick with our head and not our heart. Anti
0: Valentine, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, Derek Mapstone's got a question here. Uh, besides your own podcast, which is your favorite CFL podcast?
0: Oh man,
1: I honestly can't. Admit. I plead the fifth. <laughs> There, I mean, there are so many good ones, and they're so good for so many different reasons because everyone has their own styles, right? Yeah. Um, you don't listen to uh, the Alouettes Flight Deck and think you're listening to Chew and Out or think you're listening to right. You know, yeah. Rouge, White, and Blue. Like They're all so different and all just as passionate about their team and this league. And they just explain it, or they just show it in different ways, and and they all have something that they bring that's unique to it, which is one yeah. of the things I love about about the uh, the the entire group we have of all yeah. these great Canadian football podcasts. So I, I honestly couldn't pick one because I every week I'm trying to listen to different ones as much as I can. So
2: are there any new ones that have come out this like this year that we need to shout out? Because I.
1: I, I'm not sure.
0: I haven't caught any specific.
1: Zach's on a different one.
0: Yeah, because Zach's uh, Go Bombers Go was the was the yeah. big, big one. Um, I think, and 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 Zach has has moved, you know, moved upward and onward to uh, Bonfire Sports, and right. um, uh, but I, I mean, a great dude as well. Um, I don't. Honestly, know of others. I think part of that though is I haven't really done a deep dive to go looking for others either. Um so you guys
2: should put yours in the chat.
0: So it's yeah, that'd be great. Um but I I could probably like I could say one thing that I really like about every podcast, but I couldn't say one that I Right. like the most. Do you know what I and mean? And again, like,
1: we've got a lot of people in here and we've got Will from the Argos fan cast. We've got, of course, yeah. both Capper and, and uh, Cliffy D in here from the Alouette's flight deck. Like so many great podcasts out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and great podcasters as well that ha- that have such a different relationship than we do with yeah. our team and love and everything else. And it's just as awesome.
0: Yeah. I, I love the fact though, that at, at any time, a lot of those guys, I can message or text and have like my own little mini tailgate moment in chatting yeah. with them, <laughs> and, uh, and it's it's a nice it's a nice feeling. I mean, we we've obviously had a number of them on our show, and and we we hope to have more of them on. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it uh, yeah, I I can't narrow it down to one. Uh, yeah, I, I can say I I can say the one that I listen to probably the most is probably two and out. And that's only just because I harassed Travis and Ty about it fairly regularly. So, um, so that's probably the one that I, I listen to the most, but that's, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's a favorite because I listen to every, I listen to all of them as many as I can.
1: Yeah. Uh, you actually talked about, we've met everyone face to face. I've never met uh, Will Gertler from the Elowett's Fancast or the Argos Fancast. Oh El- yeah,
0: actually. Um, oh, but... I think I met him once at Grey Cup.
1: But he will be coming here in in about five weeks, and Uh, he'll be sitting with us. Uh, So, yeah, we'll get a chance. And we did promise to make sure he got some bacon mac and cheese, which is the tailgate item that week. So, yeah, should be a good time. I'm really looking forward to actually getting to meet face-to-face. And I've never met Cliffy D. What? What? Or Tim Capper, and not face-to-face. They were... I wasn't at the Grey Cup, but they were there.
0: I was gonna say 2018, they were I wasn't there oh, no, actually or it was 2018 just, they were. It Cliffy was, wasn't here. yeah, it was just Cliffy. I, okay. I met Capper in at the Great Cup in Ottawa.
1: Yeah. So, so awesome. like I said, there's, there's still some people I, I look forward to meeting. So
0: Oh fantastic.
1: Oh fantastic.
0: Um I'm gonna throw in one question here because I, I I went off your Twitter feed uh from the, the great Uncle B D. Um uh when was your first EE game and what do you remember? So, Mike, go.
1: It's been 84 years. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was a long time ago. It was... uh, I remember my first game I ever watched was the 74 Grey Cup.
2: Okay. Um,
1: And then in 75, uh, right around when my parents got married, um, my... who became my dad, uh, wanted to bond with his new son. Mm -hmm. And he's an American, and he didn't know anything about hockey and we didn't have an NHL team back then, so but he knew football. And so he would take us to games. This is at Clark. Now, for those people that never been to Clark, a lot of the stands was a bench and the seats were two lines painted on. You had to sit between the lines. Um, so it was pretty easy when you've got, you know, twenty, twenty four in a in a row to fit an extra, you know, six year old kid in there. Um, so just took me to the game and I just remember like the sounds more than the game itself. I couldn't tell you who we were playing. Um, I just know it was in that first year and just all the sounds, the people everywhere, the smells, the great food, because we didn't get to have uh, pop at home very often, uh, much like Linda, who's told her story about, uh, you know, why she loved Grey Cup so much. Um, same thing. We didn't get to have pop, but when we went to the games, we get to have a pop and maybe a hot dog. And that was just the greatest thing ever. And the everyone else getting excited. So you get excited when there's a, a great play and things like that. And let's be honest, 1975 was a pretty good year and the start of something really big. So uh, <laughs> I just remember more that season more than I remember the specific game.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Do you remember yours, Kamish?
2: I'm trying to find the picture. I know I just recently saved it because it popped up, but I, I honestly, I don't remember it because it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm such a big fan. It was more like, hey, we're going to a football game as a group. Let's go and party. I was like, cool. And that was back before they changed the seats to the, they were still the red, ugly seats at Commonwealth. And I just remember I have a picture with a guy and he had a, it was a uh, Edmonton versus Calgary because he had a Stampeders, like ugly ass hat. And that's like all I can remember. And I'm not like it was actually on. Like
0: I was, was going to say I don't remember because I was drunk. All right, that's
2: I don't know if I. I don't know though. I, I just wasn't invested yet. I just didn't really. It was just a thing to do.
0: Hey, but look eventually. at me now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that I was. Uh, I I I'm going to say I was five. I'm, I thought it was
1: 1980.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it was, uh, I I know it was like August or September. It was in that range. Like it was nice, but it was a little chilly. And um, yeah, again, I don't remember who they were playing. Uh, I know that I went with Uncle Tim and it was like, oh, this is interesting. And this is a giant stadium. And holy crap, there's a lot of people here. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will never forget the sound. Of Warren Moon hitting Marco Sincar with that pass, I I swear it sounded like a gunshot off. <laughs> and often to me, I was just like, I cannot believe that guy caught that ball. And um, and, and that that was it for me. That's the part that I remember. So, um, and that's why one day Marco will be on the show, and I'll tell him that story. And he'll say, Yeah, he could throw it. Holy crap, it hurt. Um, so there you go. While he tosses um, his
1: mane. Yeah. What's he? At- <laughs> Lovely.
0: I'll see if I can dig up one of my uh, high school grad pictures and see. Oh, please do. Uh, Oh, Tyler will find them. Don't worry; he has them around. Yeah, Um, that's good. Um, Chris with a good question for us: What will happen first? An Elks win at home or a Red Blacks win at home? (sighs) (laughs) That's an Sophie's choice. So let's look. I have to look at their schedules. Yeah. What do you have the Ottawa schedule up already, Mike?
1: No, I've got ours. But
2: so just like in general.
0: Yeah. So which so next first
2: next uh, they play Argonauts. So they don't play this weekend. They're on a bye. They play the Argonauts, and then they play the Lions, Alouettes.
0: Okay, what are they? What are so What are their home games?
2: Oh, their home games? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Andrew?
0: Because, well, they, it's when do they win at home? Oh, oh right. Sorry.
1: The road. <laughs>
2: okay. The one where they play the Argos.
1: What's and the date? Then, Okay. Oh, my
2: gosh. This, the 24th. Okay. Saturday,
1: the 24th.
2: Okay.
1: That's before our next home game. And
2: then their next home game is October 14th against the Alouettes. And then their last game is against the Thai Cats on October
1: 29th. So it's all Eastern teams.
0: Okay. And we get Montreal on October 1st. Yep. Toronto on October 15th. Oh, well, we're not winning BC on October 21st. We know that. So,
1: well, it depends who's playing.
0: I guess. Uh, I don't know. That team's pretty stacked. Yeah, and that gives Vernon Adams a lot of weeks to get better. So, I, I don't know. I don't. But
1: what if they've locked up a playoff spot? I mean, at this point, we're playing mm-hmm. Toronto, who at that point may we don't know how the East is going to go. Maybe they've locked up first place, and they have nothing to play for, right? Because it's, you know, that factors in, right?
0: It's possible. Um. All right. Well, what say you then, Mike? Who wins at home first?
1: I I almost <laughs> want to say Ottawa just because they have a home game before we do. Will we beat Montreal? No idea. Can we beat Montreal? Absolutely. Can they beat us? hundred percent. So it's just one of those things, right? It just, we were lucky enough that we've already beaten some of these teams on away games. And Mm -hmm. then for some inexplicable reason, we come home and, you know, it's just like, we forget. How do I throw this ball again? Do I use my left hand or my right hand? Uh, so I have no idea. Are they snake bit? Probably hundred percent. We might want to get a psychologist or a, a voodoo doctor or something to turn this team around because they're, they've got the worst case of the yips I've ever seen. But both teams have, right? So yeah, yeah, very, very true. Um,
0: yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to say Ottawa gets one before we do.
1: Again, for me, just because they play first.
0: Yeah, they yeah they play first. Yeah. Commissioner, what do you think? You think we yes. beat Ottawa and then we beat Montreal?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's honest. Yeah.
2: I mean, it, it for us it depends who it starts because I'm such a stan. So if we're keeping Cornelius, no nah, Ottawa will get it first.
0: Oh, I, I mean, that's the other thing. We don't know when uh, when Trey Ford if, comes back. He's got some packages, right? I don't think he'll be. I don't know if he'll start. For the rest of this year, but he'll get yeah. some. Time. And that's a whole other question we could probably get into. All right, super fan, what's yeah. our next question?
1: Uh, let's see. We got our, Cliffy says insists I met him in 2012. Well, oh, cool how enough. much have we been drinking? <laughs> <laughs>
0: 2012
1: was a good year.
0: How many gins were you in by then? Yeah, all of
1: them. All. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so we got a few more here. Uh, again, uh, so this is one uh, from Jacques Cartier, I believe, <laughs> on Twitter. Is it fair to say that Len Rhodes was the most disastrous hire in Ilk's history? Me personally, I said no.
2: As a GM?
1: I agree with no. Just hire in general. Oh, oh. Whether it's a coach, whether it's a GM, whether it's a president.
0: Yeah, no. I would say no.
1: I think Len may have been over his head coming from Montreal to Edmondson, trying to sell something that he I don't think he quite understood. He yeah. came from a hockey background. Um, and who else did he work for? I can't remember who he worked for before. Molson, maybe? Uh, um, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Like selling beer to Canadians. That is a real tough sell. Um, <laughs> and before come that it was hockey sticks. I'm yeah. like, okay, come on. <laughs> and now you're trying to sell passion and that's a little tougher um so i don't think that he was the worst i would say um the person who was in the gm seat when he became president is certainly in contention there and i have to say the most recent administration did a whole lot for taking a team that was getting 22 to 24 like twenty-two to 24,000 people bums in seats at these yeah. games, and at the end of their tenure, we're getting eight to 10,000. Now, there's other things in play here, but they have done a whole lot to disassociating this team from its fans, and that's what's made Victor's job a lot harder. So I think those two I would put way ahead of Len Rhodes.
0: I would a hundred catch up. That's you. it. Yes. Yeah. He was, yeah. Catch up. That's right. Yeah. So, um, no, I I a hundred percent agree with you. Those were the two hires that I would say are worse than that. Uh, the only other one that I might put uh, in that would be, um, oh my God, what's his name? K, him. Coach Coach
1: K Stevenson. Yeah. <laughs> Stevenson was here for a year, and I know our attendance was fine he didn't do enough it's just it's like saying pete catella in 83 he played half yes. a season and we fired him <laughs> that's fair yeah yeah Ooh, jeff yeah. braswell oh that's a good <laughs> call that uh, is
0: a that is a, that is a good call yeah <laughs> he got a,
1: a coach fired a coach that yep. was well loved too
0: yeah, he sure did. Yeah, well, um, oh, I, I am sure that the back and forth between the two men who will never be named on this podcast again—it'll be go in the chat. We'll go on. Yeah, like that
1: I think those two both deserve to be ahead of, of Len Rhodes. Like I, Len wasn't I, malicious. I think he was just upset. No.
0: Well, and and I think that he didn't do so well on the um, uh, speech rating.
1: No, he needed some work. No. More- yeah, on yeah. The, the delivery. He's good PR person. Correct. Ooh, yeah. Cliffy Cavis. It's going to be some consequences.
0: Oh no! You know
1: what? I
0: Cavis I, I, wasn't uh, wasn't great as a coach.
1: As a head coach, yeah.
0: Yeah, but Cavis still did all the other right things. He did the right things off the field. He did the right, you know, like he yeah. his players did love him. They just didn't mm-hmm. play well that's the, like the, the schemes were not great, but it was, yeah, but I would say, uh, yeah. So uh, I would say, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Ed's asking, weren't we nine and nine under Stevenson? And we were four and four under Pete Catella and we fired him yeah. too. Sorry, yeah. 500 not and good they, enough he, get out.
0: Yeah, exactly. He brought in that stupid quarterback. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Archer. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh,
1: uh, so again, I've got another question here. If okay. um, Victor has been great at empowering his staff and saying, this is your sandbox. Now you are now in charge of it and go. So if you could be in charge of one aspect of the team, you could implement anything you wanted and you had full you know, power over that. What would, what area of the team would you want to be in charge with in 2022 or 2023?
0: Oh man. That is a great question. I um, don't want to give the easy ones. Kayla, do you have one up front that you would just jump at?
2: The only thing that I would know how to do is photography. So
1: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. No, nothing And wrong. then I'd get
2: to go with the team everywhere.
1: Yeah, Move over, cool. Trent. But oh, not Trent. Sorry, Richard. He's gone now. Yeah, Richard. Richard. Yeah.
0: Uh, Lemon Spread doing an amazing job for pictures yeah. and video and all those things so um they have improved that for sure um
2: oh great thanks now i'm useless i have no position on the that's team not, no 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 the
1: whole, the whole concept is you are now in charge so you're yeah, in, charge in charge of those two gentlemen <laughs> uh, you take pictures and you get to tell them what to do cool yeah. someone's got to get you coffee
0: <laughs> <Nice>. long list <laughs> nice uh mike do you have one for this
1: yeah i mean there's several things um one thing i would love to do and the oilers have finally just done it is they set up an oilers museum and hall of fame and i would love to have done like i have no idea why the team especially one as storied a franchise <laughs> as we have doesn't have some place where people can come and learn about the team see artifacts about the team you know watch video of these people because not a lot of people can get to the canadian football hall of fame in hamilton and when they can there's two half days a week when it's open so unless you're going what is it wednesday morning or saturday afternoons or vice versa you can't actually even get into the hall of fame so something that was local and specific to this team i would love to be in charge of something like that uh, get a lot of you know things on loan or donations and put it all together. And I think that'd be an amazing thing for people to gather at Commonwealth stadium game day, not game day whenever and, and be able to tell stories. I'd go to that.
0: Oh, so would I, that'd be amazing. Uh, and I bring all my friends. Look at this. This is so cool. Look at this. This is so cool. Yeah. What? <laughs> they have a new video. They have a new video. I have to go again. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, yeah. I'll help you curate. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I'll produce the videos for you. That's love good. it. Yeah. Um, if I had one spot that I could control.
1: Yep. Yeah. What is I, your uh, area that, again, you have full control over? You're in charge. I, I would love,
0: I, I think, well, I don't know if this is a combo job or not, but I, I would love to do, I'd like to take control of the PR and the in stadium announcing. Oh yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just make it fun. Cause I, I think although I'd need to have people who could write really well um to You can get but, people for that. But I I would like to bring on people that when you saw that billboard, it made you laugh and that made you want to come to the game. Like I I would and I wanna have the in stadium where they're they're serious but it's but it's fun. fun you just feel like like i try to do that when i call some of the the um high school games and it it's it's great when you hear the people snicker when you you know like the you know oh and there's about eight thousand flags on the field or whatever it is like just something that would <laughs> and you know who does that really well adam in toronto um one of the, I heard, I wasn't obviously at the game, but I heard about it afterwards is right. that one, one of the balls got thrown and it was to the sidelines, but it was right by uh, Shinetti. And he actually called over the head speaker, pass intended for Matthew and Shinetti and fell incomplete. And it was like, to me, that is outstanding. And that will, that type of entertainment would, it just makes it fun, right? Like, yeah. Should be able to have fun with it. I, I would like to have that. So, yeah.
2: Um, I, I, by the way, I finally found it.
0: Oh, did you? you oh, nice. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yes. Oh, that is like.
0: It's very, Someone needs to tweet it. Oh, like now I can see it. Yeah. Okay. Is that a young Danny Machoja? No.
2: <laughs> no. Right. No. But yeah, it looks like him.
0: <laughs> oh my, wow, that's funny. That's wow. awesome. Cool.
2: Yeah, that's going back. <laughs>
0: that is cool. for me yeah. for me oh that's that's fantastic um i like that those are that was a great question uh do we have one or maybe two more we can squeak in and then we'll wrap that up because it's starting to get late for everybody yeah right
1: i've got one more question uh, right. this is from uh tyler hill oh and his quite last question is and i think this is appropriate for the last one what is your favorite cfl memory
2: oh boy oh boy
0: uh my uh, mine's actually pretty easy um it w- it was twenty fifteen in Winnipeg it was being there when they won and calvin running over to give us a hug uh as we're standing in the stands making a point of coming over um and to share that moment uh when they when they won and um the the celebration afterwards with uh all all the people that i had kind of just become a part of that group um brian and linda paul uh the west brothers the you know that that group um that that to me will all right now stands as hands down my my favorite cfl moment what about you mike
1: yeah, I was gonna say the 2015 Grey Cup. Um, obviously, you and I, I hung 15. out a lot more <laughs> there. That's where we sort of our friendship really sort of took off. Really um, did. At that that week, uh, I got to sit and watch the game with uh, Brian and Linda, Paul and Jana, and a few others. Um, and just at the very end, knowing that we were going to win, it was just seconds left in the clock, and knowing at that point that we had won the Grey cup and I was there in the stadium to see it um, because I've missed out twice and, mm-hmm. you know, in 20, 2002, that kind of sucked. Yeah. And then uh, again in uh, 2005, I didn't make it. So um, okay. yeah, just being able to be there and just everything going on that week, it was just like the absolute perfect week. And uh, yeah, I think that's that my current favorite memory. Yeah, I would agree. Commissioner.
2: Well, I'm 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 happy that I was a huge fan at that point, but I never got to be in Winnipeg. Unfortunately, I, I could have gone, but I didn't make it. I had a ticket available to me and I just I couldn't make it. Um so with that being said, I would it's not a particular moment. I would say it's probably gonna be obvious, spread out over the weekend. The twenty eighteen Great Cup in Edmonton was obviously not as far as the team, but a CFL moment because that is kind of when I was established into the CFL family. Uh, That Thursday night was probably still one of the best nights of my life. Mm -hmm. It was so much fun. And I think I had, and it had nothing to do with liquor. I had maybe two drinks the entire night. The atmosphere was wild at the spirit of Edmonton. Um, Damon Allen was sitting right under our banner. And I remember running to you and screaming my head up, being like, Damon Allen's under our banner, Damon Allen's in our banner. And you screamed like a little girl, like, oh my gosh, no way! And ran around the corner. And I was snapping pictures and just watching you take it all in and like acting like a child and being so enthralled with that conversation was so meaningful just to see for me and to really start to understand like the history behind it and how much it means to you guys. And then to have those cards that we had and then people actually asking me to sign them. I was like, I'm nobody. Yeah. that, That was so weird. I was like, okay, but it made me feel like so good because it wasn't like this pretentious thing, but people were excited to talk to you and meet you. And I mean, I really solidified some friendships over that weekend and I made some a really good friend who took me around my first day ball. I mean, it was just the most, that Thursday night, I don't think anything can top it in the near future. That Thursday night was amazing and it it made me a believer in the great cup (laughs) just going even if your team's not there it was so much fun and i've never felt so elated
0: oh that's that's outstanding that's outstanding well
2: oh and i got to meet ed hervey that night too (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) also a good thing yeah
2: oh my gosh yeah uh
0: those those are those are amazing memories well um you guys, I think we might have to do this again sometime. This was yeah. so much fun. Uh, great questions from everybody. Um, thank you for putting your questions in. For those of you that we didn't get to your questions, I'm sorry, but we'll we'll try and get to them next time. Um, and uh, but the,
1: this coming to overtime.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, More... come to overtime and ask them. Then we'll answer them. It's great. That's what this is all about. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll, I, I'll maybe see. Maybe I can put this together and we can put this. Uh, out as an episode for that bye week because we won't have anything else to chat about. So, um, (laughs) because, you know.
2: I have stuff to chat about, just not football.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You always have stuff to chat about. Yeah.
2: Oh, I am raging to talk about some stuff right now.
0: (laughs) I can only imagine. Uh, well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us and, and commemorating the 250th episode. Uh, thank you to both of you, because you guys make this show um, just as great as it is. And uh, it makes it so much better when I get to hang out with you guys. So um, and thank you to Tyler for all of his help uh, yes. in making this show possible. Uh, we really appreciate it. And so, it
1: looking as good as it does.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Guys, it's and thank you, of course, to all the fans who who download and listen and chat and you know come to tailgates and and be a part of uh, of our gang. Uh, it's we we can't thank you enough. Thank you so much to everyone who put in questions and was part of our AMA for episode two fifty. It was a great time, and I'm sure we're looking forward to 250 more. Well, at least I am. I I can't really speak for the other two because they have to put up with me. But, you know, that's kind of how it goes. But uh, we do appreciate you guys joining in. And thank you for letting us be part of your CFL family because that is what makes it better. This episode is also brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Alberta Blue Cross understands that running a small business is tough, and they understand that business owners in Alberta are busy. Let Alberta Blue Cross give you peace of mind with a group benefit plan. They offer health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Alberta Blue Cross Group benefit plans are easy to manage anywhere, anytime, and on any device, making it easy for you and your employees to access. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. That's ab.bluecross.ca. Thank you again for tuning in this week, and make sure that you are hitting that subscribe button on YouTube as we will be live again next week, hoping to get another player on before we set up that home game against Montreal. It's going to be amazing as we come off of a win and hoping for maybe another question mark high inflection voice. We'll see. Uh, But make sure that you join us there. And of course, join us in the huddle on all of the social media. That's on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at the Turf District. Of course, follow the gang uh, superfan Mike at 56 Parkies and the Edmonton History at EDM H-I-S-T-O-R-E and of course the commissioner at Duchess Lombardi. Thank you again for joining us. We hope to see you next week. And for Commissioner Kayla and Superfan Mike, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face, and we will absolutely talk to you next week.
1: Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.